Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to the Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam, once again in an undisclosed bunker location, and we have spared no expense to get our intergalactic satellites to get my trusted friend and the yin to my yang, Kia. Hi, Sam. Clearly, we have been apart for too long if you're describing me that way. We're still, I guess this is like still quarantine condition, uh, addition. Yeah, I, I'm i going a little stir crazy with this uh, this quarantine. I, I watched, you know, they're having this thing about the, the King thing on, on um, Netflix, this movie. Uh, well, mm-hmm. well, I I watched Lion King and I couldn't figure out why everybody was so upset about, uh, you know, the Lion Wrong King. Wrong one, Sam. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's not Lion King. It's the Tiger King. Oh, okay, never mind. So it's Wednesday. You know what that means? It's your wedding tip Wednesday. That's right. I got a good one this time. Well, they're all okay. Go for it. All right. If you don't get yourself a wedding planner. Here's what you can do. You can get yourself a wedding planning binder. Now, I know in these eh. days, I know in these <laughs> days and age of technology, you want to do everything in, online. But I like to recommend get some paperwork, get some documentation that you can put into a binder. A physical hard copy is just a great backup to have just in case something happens to your phone or your computer well okay that part i agree with that you should have at least a paper backup because sometimes if you're having a meeting with your venue or a vendor somebody will write something down on a piece of paper and you should always get the photocopy of that if it's in a meeting you know saying like oh i decided to put my cake table over here or have a different linen or something like that which may not get typed up into your original part i agree yes now i don't think a binder does the same thing i think having a backup plan of like just a day of coordinator is a good one if you don't want someone planning with you from the beginning but no matter what you should at least invest in at least like a one hour sit down with a wedding planner who's really going to put you back on track tell you these are the steps you should do these are the things you should look for. Um, it can really save you a lot of hassle down the road. And I agree with that totally. But for those people that don't have that or can't afford it, then this is a great way to keep themselves organized. And mm-hmm. the suggestion is that it's a nice keepsake after the wedding is over and done with that you've got this folder with all these planning tips and suggestions in there you might want to put it at the bottom of a box and you'll find it 30 years later no here's the funny (laughs) thing you can then become a wedding planner no Mm. no 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 that is a bad (laughs) and this was the last episode of the engaged and inspired (laughs) podcast (laughs) that is a bad bad idea all right that's your wedding tip Wednesday. Patterson Family Chocolates is proud to present Wedding Tip Wednesday on Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is your DJ Sam, and once again, over the intergalactic phones is Kia. 
I'm here, and we have a special guest today, Sam. We certainly do. It's uh, a gentleman that I've been trying to get on here for quite a while. He is a uh, young, I, I would say up and coming, but he's already he's, he's already here. He's already shown yeah. what he can do uh, <laughs> extensively. Matthew Van Ness, he's our guest. How we doing? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. Just speak a little louder, Matt, right into the phone, and uh, we'll get all your your answers clearly. So welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Matt, tell us a little bit, So, for the people who don't know you, and they should know you, but if they don't, tell us a little bit um, about what your company name is, how they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, my name is Matt Van Ness, and uh, my business is MV Film Productions. Um, we are a wedding cinematography company. Um, we have an office in Southington. We've been basically doing this, oh, God, I think we're coming up to our 14th year now. Uh, <laughs> really? In terms of weddings and film world and everything like that. We've been doing it for so long that, you know, obviously um, we have our social media, we have our website. A lot of my work does come from recommendations, though. A lot of my work comes from, you know, former clients, former brides and grooms do a wedding. They share the film. They recommend us. Other couples contact us. Um, we don't really do any advertising, to be honest with you. Our advertising really is just our social media and our website presence, as well as our word of mouth and networking. But um, I so think I that says a lot about who you are and the fact that couples feel so comfortable to take the time to say, hey, go with that, that you're not going to be disappointed. I think your work proves itself. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, I prefer that method of, I guess you can call it advertising, but I prefer it where somebody hears about me from a referral or word of mouth or networking versus, oh, we just Googled you and you came up in the top five search for wedding filmmakers. Great. We'll, uh, we'll book you. I'd rather <laughs> have it come from someone saying, oh, you know what? My name is, uh, is Amanda and Joe and, you know, you did so-and-so's wedding and then you also did this person's wedding and come to find out you did my cousin's wedding so now for sure we have to book with you i'd rather have that than somebody to just find me online yes that's a great interaction so what's the what's your social media handle and what's your website all right yep so my website is just simply mvfilmproductions.com or you can obviously search my, my first name. It'll come up. We have our social media with our Facebook page, which is just obviously facebook.com slash mvfilmproductions or at mvfilmproductions. And then my Instagram is actually a combination of my personal and my business. I don't have two separate Instagram handles. I actually have it just as, com as it combined with my personal and business. And that is just at Matt Van Nett. And you also secretly are a volunteer fireman? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you and for your you'll service. And you see that in my social media that I post both, you know, wedding stuff, bar department stuff. We post, you know, personal stuff. It's not just business related. And I like to do that on purpose because I like to have people see what else I'm doing and not just my wedding work. And I also like to have it as a conversation starter when couples meet me for the first time. If they don't know me already, they can see about my dog. They can see about my life. They can see about whatever else is going on plus my wedding work. Well, speaking about that, tell us, how did you get started in the filmmaking business? Yeah, so it's, it's a very long story, Sam, so I'm not going to say that we, we can hear the entire show about how I started. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure a lot of your guests also have the same similar uh, storyline. But basically, I have a very large family. Everybody's from Long Island, New York. When I was younger, I want to say 
so so I'm 29 years old, all right? I'm almost 30, and I've been doing this for 14 years. So if you do the math, I've been doing this when I was about 15, 16 years old. And I started an actual business. Yes. And the reason wow. I did, yeah, the reason I did that was because back when I was 12, 13, 14, honestly, a lot of my cousins were getting married at the time. So literally every weekend it was going to Long Island for a wedding. It was going down to, you know, New York for so-and-so's wedding and then coming back and then two weeks later, another wedding. And I, time as a kid, teenager, wasn't really into the whole go dance with your cousins and be social. It wasn't like, yay, let me go party. It was more like, great, I'm bored out of my mind. This is fantastic. So to be honest with you, I started watching the filmmakers, or I shouldn't even say that. They were videographers back then. Yes, um, yes. And the photographers. And I started watching like the behind-the-scenes stuff that they were doing. And honestly, I, I fell in love with that. I mean, I've always been involved in video you know, video production work when I was a kid. I always loved taking the old VHS camera that my dad had that was probably bigger than me. And going oh, around for sure. Filming, yeah, <laughs> just going around and filming home movies and things like that. So when it came to the wedding side, I saw what the videographers were doing. And, and of course, 14 years ago, their style is much different than what it is now in the world. I really got hooked on it. And I said, you know what? That would be a fun thing to do as a job and a career versus trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life at that age, you know? Uh, one of the weddings I went to, my cousin Bridget, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, another cousin of mine had a videographer, and I basically went up to the guy and said, you know, hey, can I check out your camera? Can I see what's going on? I might be interested in doing this. And he was actually kind and polite and let me play with his actual real camera during the reception. So wow. That, yeah. So <laughs> Now, wait, hold on, hold on, Matt. Would you allow some kid to walk over to you right now and say, hey, can I just, like, hang out with your camera during a wedding? So to be honest with you, yes. Yes, I okay. can. Well, as long as, as the kid, I can, I can really get a good grasp right then and there that I can trust him. And, of course, I'm not going to give him my camera and just say, go take off and have fun with it. I'm going to keep an eye on him with it, obviously. <laughs> but I'll definitely give him a hands-on experience. I, I love to teach, too, obviously. So, you know, I would definitely say, here, check it out. See how heavy it is. See what this does. See what this lens does. And have him have fun with it. As long as it's an appropriate time and I'm not in a stressful situation, of course. And Perfect. I kind of I find that I would do that because this guy gave me the opportunity 14 years ago to do that myself. Yeah, pass it so, forward. full circle, fast forward. I, I got some camera equipment. I did one of my my other cousin's weddings for free, figured out how to get, you know, an editing program, and it was a very, 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 quote-unquote, bad edit compared to what I'm doing now. But, hey, it's a memory that they have for right now on video. And fast forward 14 years later, we're doing as a full production company. That's very impressive. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, it's a very long story. There's more to it, but that's the basic of it. <laughs> Excellent. That's not bad. And I think if your family trusts you to film something, I think that says a lot. Absolutely. Because you do have to see them at other functions. So if you'd messed it up, you might not have been invited back to so many events. That's very well, true. Well, what's really funny is that that first wedding I did for my cousin Bridget, compared to my cousin Lauren, who I just shot her wedding last April in Philly, talk about a difference in the quality and the style, but they obviously understand that. So Maybe this is a chance to, you know, tell Bridget they should renew their vows and let, them, <laughs> let you try it again. <laughs> you never know. I always offer it. I always do. So <laughs> That's great. All right. We're going to take a quick Indie Blast Podcast Network sponsor break, and we'll be back to speak more with Matthew Van Ness. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, 
you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Postmate it. Are you shopping to find your thing? Is your thing stickers, t-shirts, posters? Is your thing wall art, clothing, home and living, phone cases? Are you shopping for your kids and babies? How about stationery? Many, many other gifts. You can find all these at Redbubble. Redbubble Redbubble.com. Get the app and save 20% at Redbubble.com. Find your thing. Click on the link in the show notes. That's Redbubble. Redbubble Redbubble.com. Imagine going to a website or walking into a retail store and everything you see is only $1. Impossible, right? Well, you might think so. But Dollar Tree will prove you wrong. Dollar Tree is the nation's number one destination for value shopping. All of their stores are well-lit and crammed with all kinds of hidden treasures. Dollar Tree offers a plethora of merchandise that includes many national and regionally trusted brands. It doesn't matter if you're looking for housewares, dinnerware, candy, snacks, stationery, or holiday needs. You're going to find it at Dollar Tree. You can shop at your hometown store or shop online for exclusive offers, manufacture closeouts, watch videos, and join their Value Seekers Club. On top of all that, you can have your order shipped for free directly to your local store. To visit DollarTree.com, click on the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you. Doing so helps keep our podcast going. Dollar Tree, where everything is only $1. We are back with our very special guest from MV Film Productions, Matthew Vaness. And uh, Kia's got some very important questions for you. I do. So when you're meeting with a client, what's like the first thing you want to sort of know about them so that you can obviously give them the best of you? So usually what I, I like to do is when, when I have a, you know, after going through emails or phone calls and exchanging times to figure out when to meet up, I, I love to have them come to my office, my studio, and just have them sit down and really just get to know them. Usually what I do is when they come in, I don't even talk about the wedding right away. I talk to them. I talk about what they do for work, how they found me. You know, they usually start talking about the studio space, and we just kind of gently talk about, you know, open conversation and life in general. And then we start to bring it into the mix of about their details of their day. And, and I always start off my conversations when we actually talk about the wedding saying, what are you guys planning? And what are you guys looking for from us? Rather than me jumping in and saying, here's our price. Here's what we do. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I really want to get to know that couple. For example, I'll just use Amanda and Joe. So I want to get to know Amanda. What does she do? What is she looking for as the bride? You know, is she the one that found me or is Joe the one that found me? What is Joe looking to do with the guys? What are they looking to do for their entire day? You know, because this is their day. This is not about me. It's about them. And I want to make sure that I'm learning as much as I can about this couple, especially if they 110% book with me. I want to make sure I'm listening to their stories. I want to make sure that I'm listening to their small details because honestly, the small little details matter the most, in my opinion. As wedding filmmakers, we're storytellers. So for us to tell a visual and audible story, we need to learn from them about certain details. So for example, if Amanda says, you know, I have this small handkerchief that my great-grandmother knitted. She passed that down to my grandma, then to my mom. And, you know, obviously she's going to incorporate that in her wedding. I want to have her tell a story about that the day of the wedding. So by me learning and, and really finding out what's most valuable to her and sentimental, that's going to make their story go from 100 to 150%. 
I think that's what makes a really successful film. Like, I think it's one of the things that makes people watch other people's like little trailers and things like that is because you actually are sort of getting to see a whole day, but you're also getting to see the the highs, the lows, all of the emotion. And if you were just standing there in the background, just filming them, you're just not going to get the same thing. True. It, Exactly. I, I mean, for us, we don't want to be, you know, obtrusive and being in their face all day long. But at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that we are telling that story. So for us to be able to, you know, say, hey, in pre-production during the meeting phase, I learned about this handkerchief and that I know she gets emotional about it and I know that she has a story behind it. I got to make sure that during bridal prep at some point, I got to find an appropriate moment where I can pull her aside and say, hey, Amanda, can you just tell me a quick story about this? All right. Ready? go and she'll tell me about it great now she doesn't know necessarily in the editing process how i'm going to use that but i know thinking ahead hmm all right let me take a little piece of this and let me incorporate that into their film into their trailer or into whatever might be viewed online and honestly the whole point of what i do is to really make people cry and make people cry in a <laughs> good way yeah in a good way let me paraphrase and put a description you know put a uh feature something like that it's important that they're reliving their moments that they actually want to see and they're getting emotional about it. Yeah, it's a great valid point. I think the other thing, and this is something that I have this conversation with a lot of couples, and sometimes it can be frustrating because I think people think videography is like, well, if we can afford it at the end, we'll just pop it in. Or I right. just want like the two to three minute trailer and they don't understand that you still have to be there for the whole day to get a true good glimpse of a day in two or three minutes, correct? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we don't, for me and my business, we don't do hourly contracts because I want to make sure that from whatever time I feel arriving in the morning or midday for bridal prep to essentially the end of the night, that is enough for me to say, okay, you know what? I can create this six minute short film and then I can create their full feature film after that. You know, if I say, and, and there's nothing wrong with the professionals and the pros out there that I personally know or that are out there doing it where they have contracts per hour. But for me, it's like, I don't have to stress and say, okay, cake cutting is going to be at 8.30. All right, we're going to do parent dances at 9. But you know what? I'm done at 9. Hmm, okay, now I got to speed up the process and tell them, hey, if you want me for longer, you have to pay. There's people that do that all the time, and that's absolutely no problem. But for me and my business, I just like to say, hey, all right, that's cool. I'll be here to whatever time I need to be to be able to capture whatever I need to capture to be able to tell that story later on in the post-process. I mean, I think that's a great thing. So, yeah. Matt, there's yes. there's something that I've always noticed when we've worked together is that your filmography is what I call epic. It's like watching a Stephen King movie uh, <laughs> at the very beginning. Without the horror? Exactly. exactly <laughs> without the horror. It, it, it just seems big and wide. And I think epic is the only word that I can, can use. And I'm specifically talking about the trailers now that you do. Yes. Um, because I've never actually, to be honest, sat down and watched an entire wedding video of you. But I love watching your right. trailers because they're, they're just epic it really seems like i'm watching a movie and you're drawn in so how do you do that well first of all i want to say thank you for the compliments i appreciate that and and yeah exactly uh, you know when i book with a bride and groom and i get to know their timeline and know their day know them and know their family and their friends you know i take all that information and i really go into their actual day their actual wedding day i go in with a plan all in my head and i say okay i know i want to get this shot and i know i want to get this shot and this piece of audio 
and this aerial shot and this time lapse and whatever I'm thinking for their specific day, I have a plan in my head and then I'm going to go in and execute that plan. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, let's go in, let's wing it to a certain extent, but also have that plan because you can't obviously go in and expect everything to happen 150% in the timeline at the same moment. Exactly. You know, there's nope. gonna be a little wiggle room. <laughs> yeah. So with with that being said, you know, we go in, we get the stuff, the, the content, the footage that we need. And what happens is while I'm filming, I'm actually thinking about the editing process. And it's a term called editing in the camera. And what that is basically is I'm actually thinking one or two steps ahead when I'm filming the actual current moment. I'm thinking about how is my second filmmaker going to get that angle or how am I going to line up this piece of audio later on uh, to really make a tear-jerking moment? God. You know, how do I want to say yep. I want to get this shot with the camera on a gimbal where it's going to be smooth and steady, but then it's going to cut to another angle where you're not going to see me in the background, but it's going to look like we had two or three different camera angles all at once. Yes. You know, and that's kind of the, the layman's terms uh, filmmaking process. So that way, when I get back to my office and I'm making that short six minute trailer film to be produced the next night within 24 hours, I know that this shot, this shot, this shot line up. Great. Now I really just have to sit there and figure out my soundtrack and my piece of audio that I'm going to overlay. But the filming process has already been kind of conducted the day before during the wedding because I've gone into it with a plan and figured out how I want to do this. And that really goes all the way back to the pre-production phase of when I'm sitting there with my bride and grooms. I'm really learning about what we're going to be doing for the day. That's deeply impressive. Yes. And I, I, I mean, I think in one of the things, too, is that I think people have this idea of this like old school videographer who, you know, fades in with like a heart and fades out with a heart and just puts up a tripod and, and it's just there. You're you're there. I, I, I know that I've seen you. You'd like, well, I sort of see you. You're constantly moving. You're yeah. constantly filming everything. You're, your people are everywhere. But you're. You're like a ninja. You sort of pop in, <laughs> take a photo, you like, or you know, you film something and you're gone. But there's a lot of post-production too, which I think people don't always think about. It's not just editing a whole bunch of photos. You're editing basically an entire day down into moments. Yeah, exactly. And and I will just for a quick note bounce off that. It's very appropriate that you said I'm like a ninja because with my Asian uh, background history, <laughs> it fits the moment perfectly with my ethnicity, I should say. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to be, I always try to be in two different places at once, which obviously is physically impossible, but you know, I try. To I've seen you do it though. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and there are guys out there, there are videographers and there are filmmakers out there that are doing that documentary you know contemporary look and that's awesome you know and i i have no problems with that but obviously you know when i book with a couple i tell them straight up hey you know there's a couple different styles in the in the wedding cinema world make sure that this is the style that we offer that you actually want and they know the difference when i explain it to them and they say no 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 your your style is what we want okay now that i know that let's start talking and to kind of jump back on your other point that you covered kia is that yeah there is a lot of post-production work that goes into our films just like a photographer you know there is a lot of work afterwards that we take care of and i think a lot of times bride and grooms don't realize that until you know you explain that to them you know i always see them sitting there in my office and the light bulb 
going off when I start talking about how we edit. And when I talk to my couples about editing, I'm not going to go into the technical details about it where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, we do this, this, this. They're not going to know that. They're not going to understand that. And that's okay. I don't expect them to know that. But at the same time, I do want to make sure that they are aware that, hey, the reason it takes this amount of time or the reason that we're going to be capturing these different shots is because when we go to edit them, it's going to make sense when you see that. And I I usually tell them, trust me on this. I know you're going to like it. Just run with me on it. And they're like, we trust you. Go for it. So there is a lot of work in the editing phase that a lot of people don't understand if they're, you know, bride and grooms. But we try to explain it to a very appropriate level where they will understand the gist of it. And I think that's the difference because, like, Sam does a lot of pre-production work and then a lot on the day. But then basically at the end of the night, he packs up his creepy white van and he departs. (laughs) I'm, Um, I'm gone. And you're gone. And for me, I do a lot of the pre-stuff and then obviously the day. And sometimes I do a little bit after the day. But for the most part, it's just sort of saying, like, hey, did you guys find where you put, like, your toasting glasses? Like, it went into grandma's car or, you know, like that type of checkup. But I don't spend weeks after their wedding sort of still talking to them as though some some of them would love to do that. But you're doing a lot of little production stuff in the beginning, a lot, obviously, on the day. And then your biggest part is obviously after. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the post-production phase is, for us, probably the biggest moment. I mean, obviously, filming, you know, it's it's hand-in-hand. You can't edit unless you have footage, and you can't make Mm -hmm. a film unless you have, you know, editing process, in my opinion. You know, I think the one thing that stands out on our end, and Sam, you probably can attest to this because you deal with audio, is that this is not a dig to any photographer, but photographers, I don't know how they do it. They have tons of photos that they have to call through and go through and they have album design and they have canvas print and the whole nine yards. And I just bow down to them and give them all the credit in the world that they deserve for what they do. But on our end, we don't have album design. We don't have to call through thousands of images. We have to go through hours of footage. And our biggest thing is our audio content. I see a lot of filmmakers out there, and this is not just the ones I know. I'm talking about guys in different states, different countries, whatever. They may create this amazing cinema visual, but their audio is lacking in in actual Mm. good quality. And I think that that's one thing that I've noticed in my work. And and there are guys that I know that are very similar to our style, and their work is just as comparable, is that our audio quality is, is what's important to make sure that we are capturing and basically editing to a professional level and quality because there's nothing worse than watching an amazing visually oh. aesthetic film and having crappy audio. Uh, yes. Agreed 100%, man. <laughs> so that's half the battle in terms of our films. Because if you can't hear the story or you can't hear the toast from dad who's tearing up about his one and only daughter, then in my opinion, you might as well film it on an iPhone. <laughs> That is so, so, so true. And on that note, we are going to take a little break and we'll be back shortly with some tips and suggestions from Matt. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-1349. Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel, 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packages 
packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349 or online at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a -a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at meadowbrookestatect.com. There are 24 hours in a day. One-third of the day is spent in bed. And why not be in the most comfortable you can get? Layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress. They are copper-infused and flippable. That's right, flippable. If you like a harder mattress, use one side. If you like a softer mattress, flip it over and voila. And the great thing about Layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights. That's right, four months. And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. Hi, I'm Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations, and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast, available free on iTunes or Google Podcast. You should listen too. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths, as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com. That's www.atmosphere-productions.com productions.com. Engage CT offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all New England, look us up on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and www.engageCT.com. I'm Mary Coburn, wedding celebrant and officiant, and I invite you to visit my website, marycoburn.com. That's M-A-R-Y-C-O-B urn.com to learn more about how I use my extensive wedding knowledge, energy, and creative talents to add that personal touch to an unforgettable wedding ceremony. Call me at 860-519-4127 and we can discuss your details. That's 860-519-4127 or online at marycoburn.com. It wasn't, it wasn't even a cool dog, like a Rottweiler. <laughs> no, it was like, no, a schnauzer. schnauzer almost took me off the earth. <laughs> so, did you drink a lot? Did you yeah. uh, do drugs? I mean, what? Yeah, I, yes, to both. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, I was an ass. Really? For the bulk of those years. Okay, just and like, what, you mean arrogant? The, the arrogant, what? it was just all about Phil Moon, whatever Phil Moon could do to benefit Phil Moon. Okay. Uh, and I didn't care who I walked on, who I stepped on, who I angered. Have you ever passed someone on the sidewalk and wondered what their story is? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? I'm Nathan Wade, and I'm the host of Everyone Has a Story podcast. Each week, we interview an average person and explore the events that have impacted, shaped, and molded them into the individuals they are today. 
In this world of vicious social media rants and bitter partisan politics, we need to put the Facebook down, shut the Fox News or CNN off, and take our neighbor a plate of cookies. I'm trying to do my small part here to bring people a little closer together. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy chair, and join me in on the conversation. Everyone Has a Story releases a new episode every Monday morning. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe at everyonehasastorypodcast.com. Remember, everyone is unique. Everyone has a story. What's yours? There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired, the podcast. And I just want to thank our first responders, medical staff, police officers, firemen, and I'm not just doing that because Matt is here, and food service people, people that work in grocery stores, mail people, FedEx Uh, UPS, our USPS, and all essential businesses that are keeping us together, well-fed and well-stocked throughout this uh, uh, horrible virus that we're going to. We want to thank them. Well, yeah, absolutely, especially since, you know, I think we were excited before when packages showed up at the front door. Yes. (laughs) Like now when they show up and they come with, like, you know, food products sometimes, it's even better. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Or pet food. So, yeah. Yeah, get chewy, chewy. Yeah, we'll just try to get chewy into being a sponsor one of these times. So, Matt, as we're sort of ending out our podcast, what, you know, we have a few more minutes to talk about, like, tips and things that people should think about. Like I said, a lot of people think, like, oh, videography, like, it's not a big deal. Um, I know that I would be super thankful to have, like, video and auto, you know, audio of my grandmother or my dad or somebody else. And so like, what are some things when people say, are there like when they're on the fence, what are things that you say that sort of can help them understand your value? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And that, that is a question that we do get, um, you know, presented with a lot. Usually what I actually do first is if I have a couple that is uh, on the fence about going with cinema for their day, you know, usually they have their photographer, they have their DJ, they have their planner and the venue, the whole nine yards. And now they're getting down to the, to the point where they say, okay, you know, we, we think we can squeeze this in the budget. Or I usually start talking to them by saying, okay, well, what is hesitating you guys to want to book with a, a filmmaker such as us? And, you know, they, they come back with a whole bunch of different um, reasons, you know, Oh, my, my best friend who got married, they had a, a, a filmmaker. And he was just so obtrusive. Somebody stepped on the altar. They interrupted the priest or, you know, the lighting was like a spotlight on us. Yeah, the whatever. lighting. It's but always usually, the lighting. Yeah, they're usually, <laughs> they're usually uh, excuses that have come from other people that have had issues in the past that, you know, it's kind of scaring this current couple into booking a filmmaker. And I usually then turn it around. I listen, I listen to all the reasons of why they may be on the fence about it. And I turn it around and say, well, hey. So this is how we do things. We do not need to be on the altar to capture the ring exchange because we put zoom telephoto lenses on our cameras so we can be in the back and zoom in and still get a tight shot of the rings. 
Oh, I like that. Okay. Oh, what about spotlights? We don't use spotlights because that interferes with your uplighting or your DJ's uplighting. So, well, then they say, how do you get your lighting concepts down? I say, well, this is how we do it. We use these type of lights at this appropriate time. We do this, this, this. And they say, oh, I like that. And I start giving them examples of how we would do things going off of what they heard as bad experiences from maybe family or friends who had somebody else in the past. And their minds start turning, their gears start going, the light bulb goes off, and they start realizing, hey, Matt actually gets it, gets what we want, and let's set up a meeting and let's talk to him more about it. And that's just an example of how we, we've worked with our couples in the past. It means that you're also consciously thinking about, which a lot of couples may not think is important, but it really is. You're also thinking about the other vendors who are there. I mean, Sam usually spends, what, right. 45 minutes to more to put all this uplighting and, and create this look. And if you came in with lights that just messed it all up, or if the right. photographer has a specific, like specific flash, you're communicating with all of the vendors, which is important. Yeah. So for me, and I don't mean to go, I, I don't want to go into technical detail because, you know, the people listening might not understand it, but for when it comes to like our, our example, our lighting design, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, that's not going to, like I said, interfere with the other vendors. But I want to also make sure I have a game plan with my photographers, especially because they have lighting or they have flashes or whatever. And they sometimes those are wirelessly triggered. And I want to make sure that, you know, my lighting is going to actually help them essentially and maybe backlight their subjects or maybe front fill their subjects while they come to me and say, hey, is it okay if we have flash? And, you know, we'll go off of that. And it's the same thing when it comes to audio. I make sure I work with our, our entertainment, whether it's a DJ or a live band, to say, hey, I have wireless microphones. Is that going to interfere with your frequencies for what you're doing? Or at the same time, can I get an audio source from you guys so that way my audio sounds clean? And, again, that's going back and forth with the vendors. That's going back and forth with the bride and groom saying I need to be prepared in the pre-production phase to know who's going to be there the day of. So I can communicate and coordinate um, a lot of the small details that the bride and groom shouldn't have to think about in the first place. Mm -hmm. We should be taking care of that ourselves. That's part of what we're getting paid for. And that's also part of being a really good team vendor, team player when it comes to the day of the wedding. So, you know, going back here to what you were saying originally before, I think it's important that I'm not disrupting you know the other vendors that have a job but at the same time making sure i communicate to them um when they're asking you know for example hey i have i've had a bad experiences with the filmmakers having obtrusive lighting hey this is how we do things in the pre-production phase i'll let you know the day of the wedding hey this is how it's actually going to take place that's so crucial and that is it's deeply crucial and i think the the whole audio part like you said catching those speeches catching dad saying things and catching all of those like little things, even like the little whispers, because I know um, a lot of my couples sometimes whisper things to each other when they're up at the altar, which yeah. maybe not everybody hears. But if you get to hear that because you've set everything up correctly, I mean, that's something that you're not going to get back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I have countless numerous stories of audio pieces that I've captured that I know if I didn't, for example, put a wireless lapel microphone on a groom, that there's no way I would have captured it if I had not done that action of putting a mic on him and that's obviously explained again in a pre-production meeting but you know there's times where the priest might be you know giving the homily and literally the groom just leans over to his bride and says you look amazing done uh, those three words that's huge i want to use yeah. that at some point during the film yeah. and i'm sure you've had to edit out groomsmen's <laughs> things that they've said too oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Of course. I mean, obviously, you know, we have a lot of outtakes and bloopers too. You know, I've had grooms, I've had grooms where they, they know they're mic'd. And for example, during the communion, you know, they're, they're up there with the bride kneeling down, waiting to, to, you know, process out of the ceremony. And, you know, they'll just start having a conversation with me, you know, because they know that they can talk into that microphone and I'll yeah. hear it, yeah. but they know I can't speak back to them. So they'll just say, <laughs> You know, hey, man, I can't wait for the prime rib tonight. Yeah, it's going to be good. And, and by the way, I can't believe I got married. And they just ramble. And there's times where I'm, I'm hysterically cracking up during ceremony. And you'll get guests that are looking at me like, what is this guy doing? Why is he laughing? And they have no idea. It's because the groom is like a comedy you know, as a comedical or as a comedy relief, I should say, <laughs> now, during the uh, ceremony, you know. <laughs> now, Matt, audio, we, you were talking about audio, is so important. And I love it when filmmakers at the weddings when i speak to them at my pre-planning chat that i call ahead of time say yes i would like to plug into your dj system so i can get the audio for the the blessings the toast etc i think that's so crucial because many clients don't really understand how important that audio part that you get from us that then goes on to into the film to make it that much that much better i know you also do you know your own microphone for the the, the blessing and toast but i, I just want to reach reiterate to clients that it is so important that at the reception that those speeches are captured correctly so that everything is caught on film yeah, exactly, Sam. You nailed it. I mean, the, the overall big picture that I, I first tell my couples when we're talking about the audio phase is that, guys, we have one chance and one chance only to capture your wedding day. This is not Hollywood where we're making a film and I can say, cut, we need to do that scene again. Let's right. take it back and reset and redo it again. Right. So when I say that to a bride and groom and I say, hey, you know, how close are you with your father? And she starts bawling her eyes out that she's daddy's little girl and that dad's going to give the most amazing speech and she wants it captured. I got to make sure on my end that my audio gear and that my camera gear and everything has lined up and the universe lines up and everything's going to work perfectly, which knock on wood, I've never really had a problem with that. And that we're going to capture those speeches or toasts or whatever the case may be in true high quality. But at the same time, in an audible format that you're not going to be straining to hear when you're watching this on the big screen. Like I said before, earlier in the show, you can have amazing visuals, amazing drone work, but if your audio is not up par, in my opinion, I want to tune out, especially if I'm watching somebody's film from California on Facebook and I see these amazing shots of the hillside in LA and whatever, but then the audio is poor. In my opinion, I, you just lost me and I'm tuning out. Yeah. So, for me, yes, it's super important with the audio phase to make sure I talk to my couples about that, to make sure they tru truly understand why I'm putting a lapel mic on our groom, because his bride cannot wear the mic, A. B, we can hide it in his suit or his tux, and his uh, lapel won't be really seen. And three, you know, that's going to be the most closest audio source to capture your vows, your ring exchange, the whole nine yards. And when I usually talk all these examples to our couples, Again, the light bulb goes off and they're like, wow, this is actually somebody taking into consideration the audio. And it's not just going to be, oh, we'll wing it and we'll figure it out the day of. It's actually a methodical thought out process. And they appreciate that and they love that. And I, of course, show them samples of other films in the past and they truly can hear that and understand it. Um, but, you know, Sam, same thing for you, working with the DJ or working with the band, you know, going into uh, the wedding saying, okay, I know there's a DJ. Or if it's a live band, I know that there's going to be an eight-piece band and there's going to be a sound engineer and a lighting guy. 
I need to make sure I talk to that sound engineer ahead of time to make sure I get all the proper cables that I need, all the proper components and inputs and whatever settings that they're going to give me to make sure that my camera picks it up perfectly and that we don't have to do surgery in the editing process. <laughs> surgery. And I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the things, Matt, as we're sort of coming to an end, though, yeah. when you said that your, your groom sometimes or whoever will start to sort of chat with you <laughs> yeah. during a church or thing, I think that actually shows how much they're like how comfortable they are with you because they know that you've invested everything into them they're just not a number they're a couple yeah yeah (laughs) sorry cut you off yeah absolutely i mean i always tell people that my brides and my grooms they end up becoming friends we all become friends whether it's you know the other uh, i want to say like a month ago or right before the pandemic happened i went to dinner with a former couple of mine that i shot their wedding in november, november of last year you know I, I create a good relationship with my couples not only because i know that maybe down the road i can get some other work out of them or referrals but honestly they're just good people and i enjoy with them i, I enjoy my time with them and we we create a, a good friendship that you know it's not like oh i did their wedding you know happy life great together congratulations <laughs> it's like hey guys you know you know let's go to dinner let's meet up you know oh my god now you're having a kid oh my god you're having a second kid oh my god like you yeah. just bought a house this is great you know it's one of the things i really like about social media is that i get to see my couples like what you said like they get a dog and then they get a home and then they have children and they have second child and three and four and then you're like oh my god how is it even possible that we've gone this long so talking about social media how do people find you Yes, so our social media, they can go uh, to our Facebook page, which is just at MV Film Productions, and they can also go to my Instagram page, which is just at Matt, M-A-T-T, Van Ness. And uh, we also have our website, which is mvfilmproductions.com. If anybody's listening out there wants to follow me, feel free, give us a like, and uh, check out what's going on with uh, my personal life and my business life. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. I can't wait till we can um, have you back in our studio, yeah, actually live. recording face-to-face. Yes. Um, and thank you for being a volunteer fireman. I really think that's just an amazing thing that you do. And, Sam, do you have any parting words of somewhat w- wisdom? Uh, I Well, <laughs> firstly, I, I want to encourage people to, to go to Matt's website because on there he's got some mini uh, films that I was talking about uh, that I've seen, and they are just fantastic. You really will get an insight on what Matt does when you go to his website and watch uh, uh, those films. So thanks for having me that, and thanks for coming by, uh, Matt, to have a chat with us. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. When you guys reached out to me, I was excited to hear that you guys wanted to have me on the show. And uh, I'd love to do another segment in the future. So just uh, let me know. But uh, for everybody listening out there, I appreciate the uh, support. And uh, if you need us, let us know. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of, I'm going to actually give a parting tip, which I don't usually do. Oh. But one of the things that I love is that when couples are sort of confused about how people should, like, walk down the aisle or how they should walk out, I always send them to videographers, especially Matt's, and saying, look at how they did it. Because sometimes visually seeing somebody else do it helps them understand that if they want to do it a little bit differently, it's totally fine. So remember, you can download us for free or subscribe on iTunes, um, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere, basically. And please tune in again next Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting.
Glass Podcast Network.